You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Welcome back to the Stag Sports Network Podcast. JJ Duke with you. Hope everybody's doing all right out there. Uh, thanks for continuing to join us over the past few weeks as we've broken down what the fall semester is going to look like for the 2020-2021 uh, academic and athletics year. Today, I'm being joined by Dr. Tom Murray, who's not only the faculty athletics representative for Fairfield University, but is also the associate professor of economics in the Dolan School of Business. So first off, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you, JJ, for the opportunity. Looking forward to chatting with you for a few. Yeah, and it's definitely a very interesting time right now because it seems like everyone that we've talked to has obviously had to reset, recycle, continue to think of new ways to execute their jobs. And before we get into that first, um, curious to hear because a lot of people don't really know what exactly the faculty athletics representative does. I was We were talking about this before we went on where you often see that role pretty high up when you click on any school's athletic department, but it's not a role that a lot of people know much about. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, I know. Happy, happy to uh, fill you in on that a little bit. So uh, this will be my fourth year in the job. And when I was uh, offered the job initially, I, I asked the same question, you know, what is this position? I've never heard of it before. Um, the position is actually one that predates the NCAA. And its initial idea and its initial conception was to have somebody outside of the athletics department um, sort of be a check on the department. And now that, that, um, that position, those responsibilities are still there, but it, the position itself has sort of morphed over the last, you know, certainly the last 20 or 30 years. Um, and it's very kind of school specific. So the way I see it, the way I've sort of um, crafted this position, um, you know, in conjunction with Dr. Emick and with Paul, um, is to sort of be a complementary piece from the academic side to the athletics department. So you can imagine any sort of issues or potential points of collaboration that we might have between athletics and academics, um, that essentially runs through me. So that could be small problems from like class registration for students, or it could be bigger things like trying to work athletics into some sort of academic program or something along those lines. Um, that's the, the main core part of the, the, the job. Um, the other part of it, which is probably the best part for me, um, is I get to sort of talk about all the wonderful things our student athletes do both on the field and in the classroom and provide that information back to the faculty. Um, and that, to be quite honest with you, might be the most important part of my job, uh, making sure that the faculty know just how successful our student athletes are, uh, what they're doing personally in terms of reaching their goals in the classroom and on the field, but also what they're doing to sort of highlight Fairfield University and all the great things that they bring to the table. And it definitely is an interesting relationship because obviously you have the athlete side where they're competing, they're practicing, you know, day in and day out, they're spending the, a good majority of their day on that side. But also, as you said, they're a representative and a frontline representative of the university that they attend. So when you have students that are also athletes, what is that relationship like between the professor, as you are, as I mentioned in the open, along with the student athletes and coming together to make sure, yeah, they're achieving the grades that they want to, but how they can be the representatives that not only your school, but every school wants them to be. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good question. So I, I think, um, you know, maybe absent my role as the FAR, I'll just, I'll just talk a little bit as just a faculty member, because I think what I'm going to say is, is pretty, um, pretty global for most of the faculty members of Fairfield. Um, we enjoy engaging with all of our students, especially our student athletes. Um, they bring a unique 
uh, set of skills to the table uh, that I think we all appreciate from a faculty's perspective. Um, in terms of making that relationship work and making sure that the students succeed as best they can, um, again, I think it's pretty global from a faculty perspective that we're there to support um, and to encourage both their maturation in the classroom and outside the classroom. Um, but you're right. I mean, your question also sort of poses the fact that we're asking a lot of our student athletes, not just to succeed on the field and in the classroom, but they are ambassadors. They are frontline ambassadors to the rest of uh, to everything outside of Fairfield, everything we want to sort of convey about you know, the, the great qualities of a Fairfield education and being part of a Fairfield community. And that's a big ask on our student athletes. And I sometimes wonder how they juggle all of it. And, and you know, most of the time, like I'd say pretty much all the time, they do a great job of it, um, but it is a tough ask. And, uh, and so I think it's, it's ever more important for a person in my position that can help students. It's basically the job is to promote student welfare, to really be on top of my game, to make sure that we're doing all we can for these men and women. To, now to ensure that they can, you know, be successful in the classroom, on the field, and as you said, be great ambassadors. Now, obviously, you have sophomores through seniors currently at the school who know what you do, but maybe for the incoming students that don't exactly know what can their relationship be with the faculty athletics representative, what, what can they expect? Is, are you someone that is open to conversation on a daily basis? Is, are you someone that you kind of have to, the last point of contact, what, what would they expect? Yeah, that's a good point. Again, I think this is different at different schools, but for my perspective here, the door is always open. Um, the more that, that I get to know you as an athlete, the better off your experience is gonna be, and the more I might be able to guide you and help you. Um, I'd like the students to not think of me as a last resort, but rather um, their first stop if they have a question, no matter how big or how small. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm not Nostradamus, so I won't be able to help them in every issue, but uh, what I can do is I can point them in the right direction. Um, and certainly if issues rise to the level where we're starting to get into serious territory about you know, maybe having problems in classes, or maybe not registering for the right classes, or having any sort of issues, I'm obviously a stop there as well. But, but the idea would be an open door policy. You know, come back to my door, you can chat as much as you want about whatever you want, because a lot of this is just building relationships and communication. Um, so yeah, I, I would encourage that amongst all the, all the student athletes. Now, it's a common theme that we've seen over the past five or six months now that dated back into the last semester. But as we enter in towards this fall semester coming up, what have some of those conversations been like between yourself and the athletics department, knowing that you may have student athletes that they're going to have a lot of different needs to fill, especially where you could have the majority of their classes may not be in person? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. Uh, and it's an, it's an ever-changing answer, I think, because the dynamics of the situation, I think, as everyone knows, uh, sort of change. Yeah, I, we're, we're throwing our athletes a curveball. Um, in terms of how last spring ended up and how this fall is, is beginning to unfold. Um, I think our job here, and we've done, I'll say we've done a really good job from the athletics department side and from the academic side, from the faculty side as well, to understand that I think that the key word would be versatility, being able to adapt to whatever sort of changing situations come about. So for our student athletes, um, even though competition is not on the board in the fall, uh, we're still asking them to engage in their team activities, to engage in practices. Coaches are still going to be uh, you know, perhaps the most important individuals that our student athletes deal with. They're going to push them to, to mature as a student, to mature as an athlete, and just to mature as a person. So there's still that responsibility from the athletic side of things. I think for us, what's going to unfold over the next couple of weeks is ensuring that our kids understand exactly what their classes are going to look like. And that may seem like a silly thing to say, but um, 
based on faculty needs and potentially some faculty not coming back to campus because of COVID, um, we're going to have to go into this hybrid approach to teaching, and that's going to come with it a lot of a lot of challenges, also a lot of opportunities. Um, but I think what we're going to find over the next few weeks is we're going to have to be patient, both with our students and our faculty, um, but we're going to have to adapt sort of on the fly. And, and Fairfield has done a, I'll say personally, a wonderful job of that, um, sort of being put in a no-win situation here, just like everyone else has, um, of adapting. And I'm, I'm confident that we'll be able to deal with any sort of student needs uh, as they come about um, as the following. I mean, if we're talking about adapting on the fly, we'll take a quick snapshot of late last March. Everybody was in what was their traditional learning atmosphere of going to class. All of a sudden, we all know what happens next. And now professors are asked basically on a moment's notice to teach remotely, have their students learn remotely. For you, and I know as the years have gone past and technology has improved, this is not something that is completely foreign. There are classes that are taught online. So this is something, there's a model there. But for you personally, what was that experience like having to alter all of your classes, not so much in terms of what the content they're learning, but exactly how you're providing them? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so there was a lot of coffee that was drank uh, in March and April, to say the least. Um, so I'm a little bit old school, I think, when it comes to my teaching style. I like to be able to engage with my students one-on-one -on -one in the classroom, just like a lot of Fairfield faculty members will be. So, um, so even though I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm used to the technology, I've seen it, um, I'm certainly not an expert at it, but I, but I could work with it. It was a little bit of a, a transition for me because a lot of what I like to do in the classroom is taking cues from students, from their facial expressions, from their questions, and a lot of that is lost over, over Zoom uh, and Blackboard and things like that. So it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a bumpy road for me, to be quite honest with you, for those first couple of weeks. But we found our stride towards the end of the semester, just like everybody did, uh, and we were able to sort of make it through and make sure that everyone got what they needed, um, and, and, and that was that. Looking forward to the fall, though, we've had the summer to sort of prepare. Um, and, and different faculty members are going to do different things when it comes to the execution of their classes. But uh, I think students should feel confident that if they're on campus, they're going to get both a great in-class experience, in-person experience. Um, that may look different than what we normally do in our classes, um, but you know, the, the day sort of calls for that. Uh, and they'll also get all their, their material hybrid online as well. So uh, it'll be a sort of a unique blend. Um, it, it will be challenging, no question, but I think there are opportunities there from a faculty perspective at least that we can exploit. And maybe we can, um, you know, incorporate these into our future classes, even after COVID is, is, is you know, gone. Um, knock on wood, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. So, Definitely. Now, I've asked this to a few different people if we've gone about these kind of build up towards a semester episodes. And I'm going to ask the same to you. When you had that March and April um, and you're going through teaching just in a completely new style, as you said, what were some of the things that you maybe learned about yourself some of the things that you maybe talked with with your colleagues about how they were teaching online that may now help you even if it is going to be perhaps in the classroom or continuing the hybrid model as you said because like you said a couple of moments ago you queued off of what students reactions were in conversations or asking questions um, it's obviously different when you do that online even though the fact that we have cameras on our cell phones and on our laptops but uh, it does ask the questions and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how you kind of maybe change yourself a little bit. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's good. We, uh, there's a lot of self-reflection, I think, from, uh, from myself. And, and I think, again, speaking for all the faculty, um, I think there was a little bit of self-reflection, a little bit more preparation over the summer. Uh, yeah, the traditional walk-in and 75-minute lectures and Q&A is, is not necessarily going to work in an online environment. I mean, I'll be honest, I've been in plenty of Zoom meetings for administrative things and faculty meetings. And just like my kids, I'm sure I've lost attention about 15 to 20 minutes. In, right? So doing a 75-minute lecture is, not, is probably not going to work. Um, and so what I've tried to do is to try to break up my, my lectures into smaller, like 10, 15-minute segments um, and try to give those to all of our students, whether well, all my students, rather, whether they're remote or whether they're on campus at the beginning of the week. And for those in-class experiences, it'll be a little bit different. It won't just be a lecture and a question and answer sort of like it's been in the past. It's gonna have to be more interactive. Um, and so I've tried to challenge myself to come up with different sorts of uh, modules and different sorts of experiments uh, to try to keep the kids engaged in the classroom and that experience, because I think that's gonna be really important, but also try to connect it back to some of those uh, more rudimentary lecture pieces that are gonna be online. So, it's been a challenge and, you know, hopefully JJ works. I mean, it may turn out that two weeks in, it, it falls flat in its face and you have to adapt, but that's that's part of the process. Um, so, yeah, it's to, to answer your question, sort of going back to the beginning, uh, there's been a bit of self-reflection and, and we're going to try some things and we're going to push the envelope forward and hopefully that leads to, to better successes. And to kind of wrap this up and diving back into uh, your role with athletics, um, give us an idea, and I, again, I say this loosely because we yeah. all know that things are changing really on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, but what are what's your outlook going to be like over the next few weeks as students start to come back uh, to campus, they begin their classes? What, you know, how are things going to be looking for your, you and your job specifically, especially for the fact that we've already covered it, but there's going to be no sports in the fall. So does that change your role anyway? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a good question. So I think optimism is the, is the word that uh, that I think we should start with. Um, it's really easy to be pessimistic, just reading the papers and sort of seeing the online articles that come on every day about how you know different institutions have to be to change their models and things like that uh, based on what's happening with COVID. Um, we've got you know as good a shot as any as making this work, and so I'm going to optimistically assume that that's going to happen. Um, when it comes to student interaction, both with student athletes and, and just the regular student population, um, I think we have to be understanding as a faculty, as an administration, that you know, the classes that the students are taking are just one facet of their lives right now. There could be a whole host of things happening outside of that that we have to be, we might not know about, but we have to be understanding towards. Um, and so I think being empathetic, being understanding, being optimistic is, is sort of the key here. It's going to take a little bit more effort probably than normal because, again, we're facing these challenges that we haven't faced before. But um, that's sort of the mindset that I'm going to bring in uh, to, to my job, both in the classroom and as a faculty athletics. Yeah, and, and again, in terms of athletics, because there's no competitions, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, I think we're going to have to challenge our student athletes a little bit more to, to succeed in, in, in new and innovative ways that they haven't really had to do before, um, whether it's through you know, different training regimens or different sort of coaching goals, things like that on the field. But also academically, they're going to be pushed, and I would suggest that this may be a time where they could push themselves even more, even more academically, um, you know, given the circumstances that they're finding themselves in. So, uh, you know, I don't know how specific you wanted the answer to get, but I think again, optimism, empathy, and, and some understanding, I think, goes a long way in this. And you know, uh, with any sort of luck, we can make it to Thanksgiving, and we can uh, we can move on from there. Well, I appreciate the optimism as someone that tries to stay on the 
positive side of things more often than not. I'm hoping for the best because I know that not only the faculty, athletics, administration, everybody is working around the clock to make sure that the students and the student athletes get the best experience for this fall semester. And if we can all pull it together, it, it, yeah, it's going to be different but we can still have as much of a great experience as we can. So, Tom, I, I appreciate you taking the time giving us some of your perspective and what this fall will look like. Oh, no, JJ, thanks for, thanks for the opportunity uh, to chat. I'm happy to do it and uh, really appreciate the forum to just sort of talk a little bit about what the, the faculty athletic trip is and then just sort of talking a little bit about how the fall is going to roll out. So thank you for the time. Absolutely. That's going to do for this episode of the Stag Sports Network. Make sure to stay with us on social media as we carry on throughout uh, the fall 2020 semester. You can uh, reach out to us on social media and follow us at Fairfield Stags on Twitter and Instagram and at Stag Sports Net on Twitter as well. So until next time, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit FairfieldStags.com.